Welcome to another episode of Body Over Mind. This is Mike Chang, your host, and Stephen Yeh. And today we're going to be talking about mental fog. We're going to talk about what's happening when our mind is, is not able to see clearly, think clearly. Why is it happening? But we're also going to talk about how to overcome it and a lot of the obstacles that many people are facing that is actually preventing them from getting past something that that I feel many people are actually dealing with. So, so Stephen and I were chatting today and we had some, we both actually had some conversations with folks that were running into this problem of mental fog, lacking clarity in their life, lacking motivation. And so we decided that, you know, this is going to be a subject we're going to cover today. So let's, let's, let's dive in. So Steven, you were sharing with me about the guy that you were talking to on the phone. So, so what happened? I saw a theme because I talked to three different people. This was basically about what their life is like, how they want to transform and make some shifts and changes. And what was very interesting and, and it's nothing like surprising to me, but it just hit the point for me to, to hear these conversations where you can have people at very different demographics and, and very different financial situations. One person I talked to, he was the owner of a large company. He was doing very well for himself. He just got himself a, a, a deal that had a substantial amount of money in there. And at that and at the same time, he was saying how he's, he's getting older and, and he's feeling just this chronic stress all over his body and he can't think so clearly. And he's looking for ways to help shift and change and start to feel that youngness again, where he just, when, you, when you're young, you naturally have it. But as you start to grow older, if you're not doing the right training and the practices and life and, and you're thinking a lot, whatever it is, then it comes to a point where I could just see it on his face. He, it looked like he was just dreading life, right? Mm. And, and was he saying it, that he had it when he was younger or are you saying that everybody has it when they're young? No, he, he was, I, I would say I'm saying that. He, what he said was he's, he's, he's reaching his 50s now. His energy levels are dipping and he can feel that it's, he's not really showing up so much in life anymore, right? He's having mm -hmm. a tough time just showing up. And it was the same with another person when he was in a very different financial situation where he was dependent on his wife to take care of the financial household and they have two kids. They just had a baby. And at this moment, he's so physically and mentally drained, he just can't get himself to do the work, to go and work and, and provide for his family. Wow, well, and, and they like just this, had a baby. And they just had a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good place for yeah. the husband, to, for the father to be at. <laughs> your wife just had a, delivered a baby, you better get off your butt and do something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and he was struggling because... He's even struggling to apply for jobs because it's just mentally taxing for him to even just go out there and do that. So it's, it, I was just listening to another person, another podcast, and it was, he was talking about how the world right now is just shifting so quickly, right? And as these events and technology and everything and culture is shifting so quickly, we need to learn how to adapt because if not, it's going to be very, very tough on us, especially mentally. Mm, so so the, what I'm hearing is like these, first of all, you have, you have the, this contrast, right? You have the the guy that's doing very well in life on the outside, but he's just dealing with a lot of stress, mentally drained. And then you got this guy that's it sounds like he's kind of struggling financially, and he's also mentally drained. So I guess the first obvious thing is that mental fog is doesn't matter if you have money or not. It doesn't matter 
if you're smart, if you have the ability to be successful, right? It's like, mm. I think somebody may think like, Hey, I have, I have this fog and this is why I can't do anything. But even when somebody is doing very well, they can still deal with mental fog. They can still deal with a lack of mental performance. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess there's something to, a couple of things to dive into here. I guess the first question there is like, is why is this, why is this happening? Why is this happening to people? And, and then the next question would be, what does a person need to do to, to get out of it? Right. Because it seems like these are, this is a universal, universal thing. Like I was talking, I was talking to a guy today and for him, it wasn't so much that he had mental fog. It was, it was like, he was kind of one level above the mental fog. What he was running into was just mental anger, <laughs> mental rage. <laughs> and, and the funny thing yeah. about it is some people, sometimes I talk to people and they don't really realize how bad it is. Mm. And, and then I kind of help them and gain some clarity. Well, this guy, he was very clear about what was happening. He was telling me about how he yells at his wife pretty much like almost every other day, every day, you know, um, mm. and how he's just kind of a, kind of an asshole is really just how you put it. And, mm. and there was like this attitude, like I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, it's like, yes, I know. It's almost like this sense of, of the sense of being proud that he mm. was that. And mm -hmm. I remember sitting there listening, going, mm -hmm, yeah, so you're basically telling me that you have all these issues and, and you seem to don't really care. So my first question I was thinking is why the heck are we still talking here? Cause usually we, yeah, I'm doing these, what I you, you, I'm taking these calls to kind of help you out. And you're just kind of really proud <laughs> that you have all these problems. And, and, the, and then just like I expected, once we got to, got down to where it's like, okay, well, uh, here's what the program is. Let's go and get you started. And I explained to him how it works mm -hmm. and he, and he, he's like, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I've heard about that. Okay. So yeah. So you know, all this and nothing's changed. All right. So let's make some change. And then he goes, oh, well, I need a, I need to check with the wife. I need to go. I can't spend any money because she's going to get mad. And I look at him and go, dude, she's mad at you already because you treat her like shit. What does it matter that <laughs> now you're going to spend money? Oh, suddenly that I go, look, man, you don't, that's not even the real reason. Okay. You're just scared. You know, and I just told him, I was like, look, man, I looked at it. I was like, you are scared. You are so afraid that you're going to come up with excuses of money and all this stuff. And like, no, I was like, look, let's just get this. We don't have a lot of time. Let's get right to the, right to some honest truth here. And he, and he, he confessed. He's like, okay, Mike, I, the thing is, I, I, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid of that. I can't do it. And I go, okay, mm -hmm. thank you for being honest. Now we're getting somewhere. And I think that's. You know, cause you know, sometimes when, when people know that this is happening and I guess the question is like, why are they not doing something? And I feel a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are afraid that they can't do it. Like they can't succeed. Like if you tell somebody, Hey man, yeah. you're dealing with this issue. Here's what you do. And it's like, they hear you. They understand that, that that's how it works. And they won't even, a lot of people won't even try. Yeah. It's like, they're so afraid of failing and it's a catch 22. It's like all this fear and stuff is inside of them. And therefore they're seeing everything in fear. And then you tell them to do mm -hmm. something. And then they look at, they look at what you tell them with the same perspective, right? It's kind of, they're yep. stuck in this loop. It's, it's a tough place yep. to be at. Yeah. And that is a challenge, right? Because what tends to happen is in their minds, it's like, it's the fear of failure and what if they fail? What if in their minds, they're like, what if I can't do it? Then that means I'm even more terrible than before I, I tried. Yeah. Right. Now they, they got like, another oh, reason to beat themselves up even more. Yep. Yep. And so that, is, that can become even more scary. Right. But at the same time, if you don't make any change, it's either just going to stay the same or it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Right. So I think in, in a situation like this, it's somebody can't use, they can't try to use their logic to, to 
to kind of think them with their way out. Because what happens mm. is one part of them is going to talk about how they need to make a change and why it's good. And then the other part, the fear-based part, is going to go and talk about all of the reasons, like the fear of failure and people are going to think this of you and it's better just to play it safe and at least you know mm. you know, how life is right now. You don't know how it's going to mm. be if you try to do that. What happens if things get worse? Yeah. What happens if things get even more crazier? How, can I even handle that? No, I can't handle that. No, no, no. So you got this debate going on. So the logic mind, you can't, and that's the thing. People try to use their logic mind. They go, let me think about it. No, you can't think about it because you're going to think your way right out of it. <laughs> you're dealing yeah. with so much right now. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can't trust your mind when you're dealing with so much fear and so much stress and worry. What a person. Well, what's funny is there's, there, there's also the other side of that as well, where it's also the fear of success. And mm, I believe yeah. we briefly talked about this before as well. And, and it's like, what happens if they start making changes? How is their spouse going to think about them? Or how is their friends going to think about them? You know, are, are they going to judge him for, for starting to change? Right? Or yeah. what's going to happen there? Who is he going to become? Ooh. Now it, it, there's uncertainty there. At least he's certain right now that he's angry. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah, it sounds crazy when you think about it, but yet, <laughs> unfortunately, it is that that is true. They feel, oh, well, check this out, right? So, yes, there's certainty with the angry. Here's another thing. I don't want to sidetrack too much because I want to talk about what needs to mm. happen, but I, I really got to say this one. Mm. So... I told him, I was like, well, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you really afraid of? I know you're afraid of failure, but what are you really afraid of? It's not just a failure. What is behind that? And he told me something that I, I can relate to 100%. Yeah, he said, I'm afraid of losing my power. That's why I don't want to mm -hmm. let go of this anger. I'm afraid of losing my power. And I remember looking at him and going, okay, all right, yes, you're absolutely right. Because what's going to happen right now is you will lose that power that you have because mm. this guy's angry and anger yeah. is a power. Because the thing is, yeah. like, he feels that if he is, if he lets go of the anger, then what he's going to experience is fear. And so he can't experience mm. fear because it makes him feel weak. But if he keeps experiencing the fear, he feels into it, then he's going to experience sadness. And then he's going to experience yeah. shame. And shame is such a low energy. And the fact is that people are so afraid of feeling it, especially angry people. And I know this because I used to be a very angry person. And mm. the anger actually makes you feel very strong because you have rage, yeah. you have anger. You can get shit done. Now... Yeah. You feel guilt, you feel shame, you feel sadness. Oh, you're not getting anything done. You're just going to mope around and just be in that little puddle of shame and guilt. But here's the thing, though, is that if a person wants to let go of it, they got to they gotta deal with it. They got to go through it. And I think that when somebody really digs in deep, like this guy, he's, he done, he's done some work. He knows, he knows how it feels like. He's seen therapists and all that stuff. And he knew that he feels that he feels good with anger, even though the consequences is what it is. He knows that he used this energy to build up his life. And the yeah. fact is, that's what I did before too. That's exactly yeah. what I did. And it does work, but it just, it screws everything up, even though it, it works. Like you'll build Absolutely. it, you'll be successful in whatever you do. But the outcome of it is not a really good outcome. You'll have money, you can have this and that, but your relationships are just just crumpled away. I mean, if if you really take a look at all the hero supervillain movies, this is all it's about. Both yeah. the hero and the villain, they've had some type of tough situation happen in their life. The difference between the two is the villains start to source the energy from anger, from, from rage, from all of these. And then, it, and then he becomes the villain. While the superhero 
pulls it in, has these experiences, and what ends up happening is he 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 has shifted the meaning of that event to okay, what can I do to help serve, or what can I do to help make the world better, right? And so that draws upon a different type of energy. And so, again, kind of like what you said, that the power of anger and rage can be quite large, right? And that's why the that's why the person you talked to was so fearful of losing that because it is a source of that. And he, what what's difficult is he can't see beyond that just yet because he he has not or at least for a certain period of time, he has not been able to access another type of power. He's, so he's, never, case, he's never been. He's been upset since as long as he can remember. You I remember clearly being in go. high school, being this bully, being this rage. And, and the guy was, he's, he was in his mid, late 40s, you know? Yeah. And so for him, it's like, hey, if I don't have this, he, he knows that there's shame inside. He knows they're silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he's not going to be that angry self, automatically, if that anger drops and he doesn't do anything to really shift it over time, he's going to just become that shameful, guilty self. And that's, like you said, an even lower self. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he doesn't know the he doesn't know the path, right? It's like the. Yeah. He doesn't realize that he has to he has to be okay with feeling the weakness, feeling the vulnerability, feeling the sadness, the guilt, the shame, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he feels it, it starts to rise. It starts to he starts to release it. But he has to mm-hmm. go through it. There's like that that saying, you gotta go through the valley of the shadow of the death and mm-hmm. the shadow of death. And it's like that's what it is. It's like we got the stuff inside and we gotta we gotta feel it before we can release it. But everybody is so afraid of feeling it. Because it makes you feel weak. It makes you feel so vulnerable that it's scary. It's scary to be that vulnerable. People are scared to get hurt. They're mentally, emotionally feeling like they're going to get hurt. Some people physically, they go, wow, if I'm like that, I can't defend myself. People are literally going to hurt. And I don't have the energy. I don't have the power to defend. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, yeah, you know, it's not worth it. That's too big of a risk. Like I've, I've defended myself all of these years i fought this is the way i fought and now you're going to tell me to put up my you know put up my <laughs> my my gear put up my weapons no this has been my weapon yeah. the whole time yeah you know the thing with this is that's why like i was saying earlier we can't logically make sense of it because there's going to be just two minds and they're debating and fighting about it mm. the mm. the way to the way to move forward here is a person has to go and take action. They have to take action and they have to go and move move one step towards releasing, towards feeling. And then when they do, that feeling of vulnerability starts to rise. They start to connect a little bit to the sadness and to the shame. Mm. And it's going to feel a little scary, but when they do it, it's like they realize that they can actually handle it. Because, you know, in their mind, they're thinking, oh, I can't handle it. It's going to be so bad. And then when they mm. do it, they're like, oh, okay, I, I can handle it. I'm still here. Mm. Or I haven't disappeared. You know, it's like people come up with weird stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm still <laughs> here. I can deal with it. It's like they took that step. And they're like, okay, well, if I can handle that first step, then we take another step. You know, and before you know it, it's mm. like somebody's actually sitting there and actually releasing some of it. And all they had to yeah. do was just feel a little bit of it, move forward, take that step. And then when they feel a little bit of it and they release it, they feel a little better. And they go, whoa, I, I, I took that step and I feel a little better. It's not like it just mm-hmm. went away, but I chipped away a little bit of that anger and I'm feeling a little more calm. It's like yeah. that one step that now gives them courage, right, to take the second. Continue going forward. Yeah. And what's, and what's interesting is that when they're starting to allow themselves to feel it and they notice some of that darker emotion starting to shed, that's where their new power is starting to grow as well, right? Because now what they're seeing is I can handle it. What does I can handle it mean? It means that, you know, they're capable. 
Mm-hmm. And when they're capable, that's how they can feel that, okay, now I don't have to use this source as power anymore. There's a new source where I can handle any, whatever that starts to come up in my life. You know, I think, I think even though that is true, that there's a process and it's not going to be very, it's not going to be immediate. It's like, it's you know, they pretty. feel in. <laughs> it's not pretty. No, I mean, yeah, you and I, we're not, you and I have been through this. You know, it's like, you know, when you're feeling it and you're feeling it, it's like, you don't just feel it and suddenly it's like you're releasing, you feel strong. You're actually yeah. going to feel weak and vulnerable. And at that point, it's like the fork in the road. Are you going to go and fight the vulnerability? Are you going to fight? this mm. feeling weakness and when you fight weakness then mm. you got to get angry you got to defend or are mm. you going to open up your arms and go take me all right i'm just going to fall into this that's the part and and that's what i think what you mean when it's like you get stronger because literally mm. when we're stronger we can handle the we can handle the pain we can handle the discomfort we can handle being vulnerable people think they're yeah. strong because they're wearing a whole bunch of armor no man you're strong because you can take it without the armor Right? You're strong because you have your hands up, not because you have your hands fisted in front of you. That's not strong. You're mm. scared. That's why you got to fight. But when you're so strong, mm. you take it. Like if you're strong, mm. a baby hits you all day long, nothing happens. Or if you're strong, a grown man hits you all day long and nothing happens because you're that strong. If you're not strong, you got to put mm. your hands up. You got to put on pads. And right now, mm. that's what people are. Everybody's padded up. And that pad, yeah. right? That pad is the fear. That pad is all of that. They can't, they can't take it off. So and when they get stronger, they're actually taking it off so they can actually take the real life. They can take the feelings that they're actually having, all that emotions, yeah. you know? So so based on how we're talking about right now, and, and we're not sugarcoating at all, saying that it's an easy process. No, it's not, right? How do we actually, how do we actually inspire people to go through a journey like this? Because... If, if I've never gone through it or, or you know, I'm, I'm feeling some stuff and I'm just imagining hearing this conversation, I'm like, damn, that's a lot of hard work. I don't well, know if I want to go through that. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to even sugarcoat it and try, to, and try to go and inspire because the fact <laughs> is, you know, you can inspire them and convince them and they're all like, oh, yeah, we're the cheerleaders. And then they go and do it. They're like, holy crap, this is not what I thought. I'd rather... <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather have it just, this is exactly what's going to happen. And the thing is, you can handle it. That's about the most inspiration yeah. I, I can I can really give. People, they, you can handle it. Here, here's the thing. Like someone goes, well, I tried and it was too tough. It was too scary. Mm. Okay, I understand, right? So you tried and then you couldn't do it right? that one time. Okay, cool. So try again. Right? You just, just keep trying. Doesn't matter if you fail 10 times. Keep trying. You know, you should see how many times I tried, you know, years and years. So just keep on going. Because the thing is, every time when we try, we get a little bit better. Every time we try, even if we failed, even though we stopped, but we gained some Mm -hmm. experience. And so that's the thing is like, I tell people, you know, you can handle that fear. You can handle it. People Mm -hmm. think they can't handle it. But no, this is, this is inside of you. Whatever's inside of you. You got this. You can handle it. It's been inside of you. If you can handle it in, at the, on what's been inside of you, you can handle it to release it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's been inside of you, and now you're just taking that emotion, that fear that's inside, and now you're bringing it out to the surface. You can handle it. You can handle it while it's Absolutely. inside. You can handle it when it's out. You know? Well, what I found... It- where people actually and when people actually get started is generally if they're just getting started, it takes them hitting rock bottom to really start making that shift, honestly. Because when I was, when I was helping out at a meditation center, the people that I saw get the most benefit, the people who stuck through it were people who are going through the toughest times. And they mm-hmm. also made the most transformative freaking ex- like like not just experiences but shifts that happen you know i i had people come in and they just went through a divorce you can see that they're just in an absolutely terrible you know space 
And after the time that they're there, you can see that they're like walking with a step. They got like lightness in them. They mm. start talking about the divorce in a different way. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And so, unfortunately, I do believe that most people will start when they hit that rock bottom. Now, with that said, there's also another option. Get started with where you are at. Because I, I'm, I got to the point where I was going through the cycles of hitting rock bottom, working on myself, hitting rock bottom again, working myself. Eventually, I got the cycle down where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to hit rock bottom anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to like continuously, like little by little, just continue to work on myself wherever it needs to be so that I can sustain myself in a good state without needing to drop down super low. Yeah, and, and look at how many rock bottoms you had to hit to learn that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's fun. funny it's, thing. I mean, the funny thing is the way that I hit rock bottom was a little bit different. The way I hit rock bottom was by shooting all the way to the top and by shooting mm -hmm. all the way to the top. Once mm -hmm. I was at the top, I realized that I was at rock bottom before and I never want to go back <laughs> to that rock bottom because sometimes <laughs> people don't even know. It's like, you know, the stronger you are, the more stubborn you are, right? And the more thick skinned yeah. you can handle it. Right, the better you're yeah. at avoiding stuff, the more you real you can dodge. The more you are unaware of how low you are. Yeah, it's like you just keep digging further and further and further and further down until it, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's like, <laughs> hey, everybody's telling you you have a problem. Oh, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah your your girlfriend just left you, and and she's cheating on you now because she says she doesn't love you because you treat her like shit. Yeah, but she don't know what she's talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're having problems at work, and they said that you're too aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but you know those are just assholes. I don't care. It's like mm. it's like some people are in such denial that they don't mm. even realize they're at rock bottom. And you know, I don't. <laughs> I can say I was I was I was pretty close. I wouldn't say that would be my exact description, but <laughs> you know that's that would be a version. That would be a version of it. And then when I spiked all the way to the top and I was feeling amazing, then I realized, oh my God, I was at a, at a rock mm. bottom in comparison, right? Mm. Now, luckily I was very fortunate that I didn't have to drop any lower, but I mean, but I don't mm. know how low I could have, well, yeah, no, I could have dropped lower. It's, there's always a lower to drop, but at that point yeah. it's like, you know, my body's broken down already. Right. I can barely, yeah. I can't walk, walk around. I can't lay down. I can't lift anything. I can't lift more than 20 pounds in front of me because my back is blown out. My head is mm. full of, of chatter. I couldn't stop my mind. I couldn't pay attention. You know, I was getting angry for everything. You know, I'm smoking like a chimney, you know, bud all day long. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And, and I am losing, I'm losing my ability to go and understand people. Like I couldn't pay attention. Mm. That's how loud my mind was. So, yeah, I could have been more rock bottom. Oh, and I wasn't getting much things done at work. So, yeah, there could probably have been lower. But mm. I was, in this case, fortunate enough to to actually shoot up to the top and realize that I was so low and I never wanted to go back. So I think, yeah. I think people have to, because rock bottom, what is rock bottom? Like, you know, I think it's just that that's just an idea, right? I thought I was, I realized I was at rock bottom when I shot to the top and I go, oh my mm. God, I never want to go back there. Right. So I think mm. people kind of have their own idea, but when you, would you agree that even though rock bottom is just a description, it's a label, everybody's got their own idea, but do you agree that yeah. a person really just needs to hit their idea of rock bottom before they really get serious on making some changes i would say they don't have to but at least from what i've seen majority of people need to hit rock bottom <laughs> it it seems like that's just the pattern of things right because it's tough you know, because in, in order to make the shift and to really start to 
move up in terms of, let's say, let's just call it levels of consciousness, you, it really requires you to be a different person. It's almost like, you know, when they're talking about a quote-unquote ego death, right? Mm. You need to almost assassinate the old self to really become a new version of you. And that old self doesn't want to go. And it will hold on for however long it can until it can't hold on anymore. And essentially, that's how I would describe, you know, everybody's individual rock bottom. Is that identity is not able to sustain itself any longer and a new version needs to come up. So how would that look like when you say the identity can't sustain itself? Like in, in, in the practical aspect, because, because, you know, like how will somebody sure. know, right? When they, when they hear that, what do you, what would you say? I mean, I'll give you an example of my own life. It, it's been a few years. So reflecting back, one of the last ones was like, let's say I was, I was doing pretty well financially for my situation. You know, I didn't have to worry about where am I going to get my food? Where am I staying? All of that was covered. I had money coming in. I didn't have to work that much. And I was still feeling very miserable inside. And it just, that misery just felt overwhelming. Until for me, myself, it got to a point where <laughs> I remember making a decision. It, 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 came t- it came to a point where I was like, you know what? And this is very extreme, but it was basically, I'm either going to become enlightened or I'm going to kill myself. And there's no in between. And so I'm going to do everything I'm going to focus all my attention on finding a way to become enlightened. Because I feel this miserable, I don't care about money right now. I don't care about any, any of that stuff. I just want to feel well. That, that was one of my rock bottoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm laughing about it just because sometimes when I reflect back and I'm just going to talk about my own life right now. When, when I reflect back on those low times, it really just feels like to me a crazy adventurous journey that I went on. And I'm happy that I went on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in hindsight. Yeah, I'm happy fast. I went on it. And it's like, wow, what, what, what a crazy experience. But I'm happy to be here now. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, <laughs> I better be. I better could be a different story. It's like imagine we go back in the time, Stephen. How you feeling? Ah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Enlighten, I'm gonna get enlightened, or I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, essentially, what would you say? You know, re- circling back to people who are are having a tough time they have the mental fog they're feeling weak like what to do you know there's somebody has to stop fighting there's a lot of ways to say this well say that i'll say it in one way first somebody has to stop fighting on the inside it's like mm. they're angry about this thing they're scared of this thing and when I say this thing, it's like a certain part of their life they're scared of. They're scared of of getting judged by others. They're scared that they're not going to be enough. They're afraid of this and that. And they have to stop fighting. Because when they're fighting, what's happening is that they aren't okay with the fact that people are going to judge them. They're not okay with the fact that people are going to see what's really going on inside of them. They're not okay with it. So what they do is they fight. And when we say fight, that means they are resisting, they're hiding, they're dodging, they're lying, they're pretending, they're, they're not being authentic. They can't show everything. They, sh- you know, they're, they're fighting this, 
the reality of what's actually happening. It's like, if I feel like I'm a fake, then I'm going to go and fight and feel and try to act like mm. I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to act mm. like I'm so authentic. Just, mm. and then that's fighting this feeling of, wow, you know, I'm so afraid I'm going to get discovered. I talk to mm. so many people, they tell me that there's this imposter syndrome. And mm. so when they stop fighting, then what actually happens is they go, you know what? I don't care if people don't think I know this or that, or I don't care if people see me in this way. I'm going to stop fighting. Mm. I'm just going to just show what it is that I and that I am. Mm. I'm going to just be myself. I'm going to stop pretending this or that. And then what happens when they do that is the part of them that was afraid, you know, that ego part that you're talking about, mm. that part dies away. And, you know, dying away is not really, it's not the most accurate way. It's, it creates some confusion. I would say the ego part of us lets go of control and mm. is okay with being in that uncertainty, being okay with not being able to control everything. And then now what happens yeah. is, now this person actually is not fighting reality and now they can accept what's happening. They can accept who they are. And that's mm. when they start to become stronger. Cause you know, when they're fighting, man, it's really energetically draining. It's like, there's this war yeah. going on inside of them. Yeah. And it's just, they're Absolutely. just making it up. It's all in their head. Here's the thing that comes up for me because there, there's just so much nuance to all of this, right? Because I totally agree with you. But I can also see that when someone hears this, let's say someone is just like super nice, right? They're mm -hmm. trying to be super nice to everybody because they're, they're scared or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> what ends up happening is inside they're angry. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you know, especially when people are talking about like authenticity nowadays, just be yourself. Now what, what's going to happen is they're going to be, hey, I wasn't being authentic when I was being nice to people. Mm -hmm. I'm being authentic now when I'm angry at them. Well, they're now so they've, confused. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens though, right? Mm -hmm. Now they latch on to the angry identity because now they, they shedded that one. They shedded that identity. Now, they, now they're this one where they're like, no, da, 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 I'm not going to be nice to, to people anymore because they don't deserve it. Da, this is who I am. And I'm just expressing my authentic self, right? So, you can see this totally happening. So, sounds like the hero villain story where, they, where it was like two <laughs> heroes and then one of them goes, I'm getting picked on all the time and then we become a villain suddenly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. So, yeah. And so it it's like layers upon layers of just shedding and shedding and shedding. Right. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're just, they're just balancing two extremes. And one is like they're trying to be, they're trying to be nice, but they're, but again, they're, they're resisting. Even, you know, because mm. when we talk about like, talk about resisting, talking about, um, pretending still fighting it people think fighting mm. it like fighting themselves means that they're going to be mean or be an asshole or something and that's not it mm. they can be fighting themselves and just be super nice because yep. they want to fully they want to express something else but they're afraid so then they fight yep. that part of themselves that wants to do it so then they end up being super nice but that's still fighting on mm. the inside and then the fighting mm -hmm. on the inside eventually just gets so so fed up there's so much emotions that they can't hold it back because it's like at some point yeah. you're trying to you're trying to go ahead and keep this keep that part from showing and at some part you just mm. sometimes you just can't do it anymore and then suddenly it blows up and it blows them to the other direction like you said there <laughs> you know i had I, I experienced bouncing from the extremes before finally learning how to come to this middle place and mm. And it took a, took a little while because I didn't understand this concept, you know, about, mm. about surrendering. Cause I remember hearing about it and 
And it just, the concept itself just sounded so, so weak. Oh man, I'm going to surrender. Oh my God. I don't want to surrender. I'm a fighter. I'm a winner. You know, like, what do you mean? I'm going to surrender. I don't ever surrender. I'm going to die when I surrender. It's like, you know, this mentality. I didn't understand it because the word itself is, you know, it mm. has this losing, you know. Well, it's ingrained in culture. I surrender. Yeah. Mean, meaning you, you lost. You've lost the war. You, you've lost your life. Yeah. Give up. You know, that's why I like to say, a lot of times I like to say, let go. It's a, you know, <laughs> let go of it. It's a little bit, right? It's a little bit better, I think. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Well, there's, there's less preconceived notions and emotions around letting go. You know, essentially you're saying the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the wording affects people differently. Yeah. 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 I guess another one would be what? to accept what's happening. Mm -hmm. right? That's another one that's kind of like surrender. Mm -hmm. Accept what's happening? No, I can't accept this this situation. I got to do something about it. You know, I can't. Mm. You know, and so it's the same thing, mm -hmm. acceptance, right? And mm. But these words sometimes get confusing. I know I was confused for a long time, you know, with all this stuff. It's, it's like that they're yeah. words, but it's like they, you know, the the, the definitions of it is just... It doesn't sound very empowering. I'm going to accept my life. I want to change my life. I'm going to surrender myself. Hell no, I'm not going to surrender myself. Yeah. And and then it took so many years to start to really understand that what they're really pointing to is not the definition that we think. And, mm. and the thing is, and I think about it, how many people need to surrender? They need to let go, but because they don't really understand why how it works, all they look at it is these labels of I'm going to not change my life by accepting and I'm not going and I'm just going to become this weak, you know, person by surrendering. I'm not going to do either. Mm. And I don't understand why the heck everybody's talking about, you know, forget this. I'm just going to fight harder. You know, every time someone tells me to surrender, I'm just going to fight yeah. harder. You know, yeah. and then now they're just stuck in that yeah. loop. Yeah. It's one of those things, right? It, it, it basically, it really comes down to having experiences, right? Because you can read all you want about surrendering or letting go or accepting, but until you had, until you had at least a glimpse of that experience, it's hard to, hard to fathom and hard to understand what it actually means. It took I think me it goes a long back. Fucking, it took me a long time, right? Because when, when I was telling you at that, that time where I was like, all right, you know what? I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to become enlightened. And I went on a journey. I, I went to go find my, my, the, the head monk that will help guide me. And I was doing the walking meditation. I'm like, all right, whew, I'm going to be... Yeah. You're you're funny, fighting you're, you're fighting you're fighting your way to enlightenment there. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna find my I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, fighting your way to enlightenment. I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's a it goes journey. back. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what you said about about hitting rock bottom a few times. I, I mm. you know the more the more we talk about and think about it. Man, I don't think, I think people can be interested in looking into these things, but they don't take it really seriously. They don't sacrifice, to be more specific. They don't sacrifice sure. things. They don't sacrifice their current self until they actually hit a level of rock bottom that they would consider rock bottom. Because up mm -hmm. until then, they're still fighting. Because when they hit rock bottom, whatever that form could be, mm -hmm. it's... It's like there's, there's no more to, there's no point in fighting. It's like they realize that fighting is just digging deeper. And it's like at the, yeah. and they and they have to recognize it. And sometimes they, you know, the stubborn yeah. ones just keep fighting until, until another form of rock bottom happens that is so low, <laughs> they, they they get that wake up call, you know. Yeah. And then from there, 
suddenly they will go, okay, well, if I can't go, I can't go back anymore. I'm at, I, I have the wall, you know, I can't go down anymore. I hit the, I hit this solid place. I can't dig any deeper. Mm. So now I can only go up and therefore I can't, so there's no fighting anymore. So at that point, it's like, okay, well, let me actually can go ahead. I'm ready to give up how I've been doing things. Because it's so obvious at that point that what they're doing is not any good for them. But they got to hit mm. that rock bottom to be able to recognize that they have to change. It's, it's like, it's, it's just like a, and, it's an inner force within themselves. And hopefully, ideally, people, like sometimes when I hear about someone going through a tough time, it's, it's, it's tough because it's not like I, I cheer that on, but I'm also like a bit just like there might be a, there might be an opportunity for a big shift there. Right. Well, imagine like, well, if rock bottom is like our own definition, it's like, imagine mm -hmm. helping somebody recognize that they're at rock bottom. And if they can believe that they're at rock bottom, then they it's don't true. have to go any further. That's true. You know? Because all, rock, the rock bottom for people is it's, it's just your own meaning of it. It's yeah. made up. Everybody has different, you know, and you know, if we're talking about people who are stubborn, it's like my, my mom, she was very stubborn in her ways. She didn't want to change. And it wasn't until she was on her deathbed that she really started to make chips. It was when, when her health was really going to troubles where that shift started to happen. You know, and so sometimes, you know, for the very, very stubborn ones, it, it takes until that time. But, you know, ideally it can happen much, much earlier so that you can enjoy, you know, different ways of living while you're still living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't, sometimes I think that people will, people will make the changes when they're supposed to make the changes. You know, and then reality, you know, there's really, things are just happening. Like things are happening. Everything is fine the way it is. Somebody doesn't make a change. They're suffering every day. In reality, it's like the suffering is a good thing because if they're not suffering, they don't recognize where they're at. It's like yeah. everything is going bad, but then they're feeling great. Well, then what's going to change, <laughs> right? It's like somebody has it's these true. bad habits or treating everybody bad it's and everybody's supporting it, right? So in reality, like there's nothing, there's nothing really wrong with people that are suffering right now because yeah. they have to suffer in order to go and start to rise up and yeah. they have to suffer. They have to feel what that, what it's like to not fight anymore. And once they fight, they start mm -hmm. to surrender their old ways and self, and now they're climbing back up. And I think sometimes when we try to prevent somebody from, from falling, prevent somebody from suffering we actually take away that rock bottom experience. It's true. And therefore we actually prolong it. We actually prolong yeah. their, you know, their fighting, you know, yeah. it's not our intention, yeah. but this happens. It happens actually yeah. very often. I, I see it all the time yeah. with students, you know? Hmm. There he goes, fellas. It is a journey. It's a journey and, you know, if you're willing to go on it, you know, it's not an easy one, but when you're able to go on it, you know, I don't know about you, Mike, but it, it's the journey going through that journey has been very fascinating for me. I mean, and essentially I'm, I still have my moments. I still go through it. I'm still evolving, but I definitely, my rock bottoms, <laughs> my definition of my own rock bottoms are very, very different now. I don't need to go to where I, I feel like I want to kill myself. It's more like I'm having a terrible day. Okay. <laughs> Let's make a change now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think a final takeaway that I'd like to share you know, for those that are 
that are feeling the, you know, feeling the mental fog, they're feeling the pressure, they're feeling the stress, you know, they're just, you know, you're not in a good place. I think to, to help realize that you're at a rock bottom and that you don't need to dig any deeper, that you're already there, I think is just to take a, take a look at the aspects of your life. Like take a look at what's going on with your health and see that, you know, all the things, are you having problems breathing, right? Is the doctor's already telling you you got issues, right? Do you feel that heaviness? Do you feel like crap in your body? Do you feel strong and light or you feel heavy and, and sick and, and weak? If you are, that could be that form of rock bottom for you already. And then you look at your relationship, mm. you know, is it loving or are you fighting with your spouse or partner? Right? Does your kids and you argue all the time? Like, really don't try to not look at it. Look at it clearly and just look at it with no bias and just see it for what it is. And I think when people start to recognize this and they see that in their job, in their business, wherever they're at, that they are not inspired, that they just want to quit, they just want to leave, they feel like they're in Groundhog Day, they're stuck in the matrix in this loop. And when they really clearly identify that, that can be the rock bottom that they just need. And they, I think when they can really look at it and, and be honest with themselves and they can see how bad it actually is, that just might be the key to going, okay, I just, that's enough. I can't, this is, this is bad. Like, what the heck? How did my life turn this way? You know, I think mm -hmm. at that point, you know, they can surrender and let go. Now they can start moving forward. Now they can start doing the practices, they can start feeling into it. They could do everything needed. You know, I think that's my last takeaway. Whoa. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to add to that point, you know, just like what Mike said, really reflect on those areas. I mean, if you're listening, if you've been listening all the way to this point, there might be something that's going on within yourself that you would like to shift and change. So really reflect upon that and see what's happening. And if you want to magnify it as well, you can imagine continuing the same routes that you're going for another five years, another 10 years, and imagine where that's going to bring you to. And when you're ready for a shift, it's possible. And, can, and your life can be completely different than what it is today. And that's all for me, folks. <laughs> all right, guys. So hope you guys found that helpful. So that's it for, for today's podcast. This is Mike Chain and uh, Stephen Ye. And see you guys next time. See ya.